All right, all right, all right. Welcome to Investment Banking Insights. This is the podcast dedicated to helping you learn about the technicals and non-technical aspects of investment banking. My name is Alex Mason. I am your host and wow, we made it to episode 140. <laughs> amazing, amazing progress. Thank you so much for joining me on this journey, learning all of these things. We're talking about leverage buyouts. And we talked about what the model is, different aspects of the model. And question today about the model is this, do you need to project all three financial statements in a leverage buyout model? Because remember, when we talked about DCF models a while back, what we're doing is projecting out into the future, right? We're essentially trying to understand what the free cash flow is going to look like in the future and ultimately come up with an enterprise value. When we're looking at a mergers and acquisitions model, we want to project the financial statements of the combined company post-merger or post-acquisition because that gives us some clarity as to what we can expect from the firm financially in the future. But when it comes to LBOs, what are we projecting? What are we doing? What are we looking at in the future? Well, we certainly want to have some sense of the future financials of the business. That's why we're doing the model in the first place, right? We're trying to see what the value of the firm might be for an acquisition uh, via an LBO. And we also want to see what kind of returns we think we can generate. So those are think, very important things to think about. But in terms of the financial statements, the thing is we technically don't need to project all three statements in the future when creating our LBO model. Now, remember, our three financial statements are income statement, balance sheet, and cash flow statement. And what we can do is kind of like a partial view of that. And we can project the income statement, the cash flow statement, and then we can also just keep track of some way of how much the debt levels change. Because one of the key things here with the leverage buyout is how much debt is being borrowed and how it's being paid off with the cash flows of the business over time. So you would definitely need to track this. Now with the balance sheet, there might be some detailed items that you could cover if you put in the time in terms of a fully fledged balance sheet with all of the line items. But what seems like the most critical aspects of this process are really gonna be looking at the model with the cash flow and seeing how debt is going to be paid during the holding period of the LBO. So long story short, you don't necessarily need to project all three financial statements with the balance sheet. You can kind of cut it short a little bit because you're really just focused on the debt levels and debt pay down. Um, because that's, we, we talked a few episodes ago about what is affected in the, in the balance sheets with an LBO. And the main thing that's affected are the debt levels on the liability side. There are obviously other effects as well, but that's really the primary thing. So we can look at that as an option. And then also, if you just want to be more thorough, then just project out all three financial statements. I mean, that's really the most accurate way to do it that I can see. But if you just want to keep track of the debts, you can get away with maybe not projecting out the full balance sheets if you're putting less time into the process. Okay, quick one for you today. That's what, you got, what I got for you today on Investment Banking Insights. 
My name is Alex Mason, your host, and I'll see you next time. Have an excellent day.